With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's a big day for college football in America because today is their Super Bowl. It's the College Football Championship. And it's, it's a crazy matchup because you've got two unbeaten teams through their college season. You've got Michigan at 14-0 and you've got Washington at 14-0. The Wolverines against the Huskies and two coaches that one's got the best offense, one's got the best defense. Uh, Jim Harbaugh from uh, Michigan, Kalen uh, Dubur from the Washington Huskies. It's a cracker. And to break it all down for us, we welcome in Dan Walken who writes for USA Today. Uh, happy New Year, Dan, and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, okay, this this one is, is it too hard to pick? <laughs> I've been going back and forth all week. Uh, I think I've settled on Michigan in the end, but yeah, you, you can look at this game from just a lot of different directions, and it could go some different ways, uh, like you've mentioned it. You know, offense on one side, defense on the other, and and I do think it will come down to who is able to impose their style on the game. And I think it's probably going to be a little bit easier for Michigan to do that if they can control the ball with their running game, uh, control the clock, keep that offense from Washington off the field. Michael Penix, uh, such a great quarterback. And I think the whole game plan for Michigan is going to be don't let him have as many opportunities to score as he wants. And so if they can do that and, and keep the clock moving, I do think probably the edge goes to Michigan, but I'm not, I won't be surprised if it, it goes either direction. But that's the thing about college ball, right? I was just talking to my producer, Brian, we were saying, the one thing I love about college football, particularly at bowl time, is there's so much more space created. But I get the impression with Michigan, their approach is quite conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the philosophy Jim Harbaugh has, and, and this has been true if you go back throughout his coaching career, you know, it, uh, in the NFL even, you know, he's only going to do as much as they need to do to win the game. You know, he's never looking for style points. He wants to get the lead and run out the clock. And so you, know, you look at the numbers, the statistics, the Michigan offense, you know, they, they often don't statistically look that impressive. You know, J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback, he's only thrown for 300 yards once this season, but it's because they have gotten those leads and then they just kind of sit on the ball and they're they're not really that aggressive uh, once they're in a winning position. So uh, that's definitely the the style that that Jim Harbaugh wants to play. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's often harder to do that when you're playing a team that can score as easily as Washington And, and Michigan really hadn't played a team like this all year long with, with this kind of offense. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Can you can you suffer from playing the percentages like Michigan? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you, the one thing you don't want to do, you know, if you, if you try to be too conservative and run the ball and, and you're too predictable, is is that that may give Washington an opportunity to stop them. And, and you know, you, you go three and out enough times with that running game, then, then you're going to be in trouble. So... Um, like I said, you know, Michigan has not played a team like Washington, but the same is true of the other way. Washington hadn't really played a team quite like Michigan 
with their physicality on the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I, I just think, you know, which, which coaching staff and, and which team can, can come out and adjust quickly to the kind of game they need to play is, is going to have the upper hand. We're, de- we're dealing with young men. Now, Michael Penix Jr., he's, a, he's your run and gun. So he's your what we call a flash Harry sort of quarterback. He just loves to take the moment. Uh, is the big stage like today in Houston one of those moments for him, do you think? Yeah, I, I think he's a guy who all year long, under pressure, the games have gotten bigger and bigger each week. Uh, you know, you look at they played Oregon a couple times. They were predicted to lose. Uh, they played, uh, you know, it, in the last game they were underdogs against Texas in the in the semifinal. So, you know, he has risen to the occasion time and time again. The, the, he's also older. You know, I think this is uh, a guy who's been in college for you know six years. He's he's mature. He's in his early twenties. He's he's kind of not your typical college quarterback by age and experience. He's, he's really been around a long time and it just doesn't seem like the moment is, is going to be too big for him and, and I, I would expect him to play very well. Injuries can always play a, a major role in how a team moves or particularly how you start. Michigan I mean J.J. McCarthy is carrying an injury as is cornerback Will Johnson then you've got on the opposite side of the field you've got uh, Washington's cornerback Jabbar Muhammad, tight end Devin Culp and then left guard Nate Calipo all having been injured in the Sugar Bowl. Do you think that plays a part for both sides today? Yeah, injuries are definitely always a factor, and you've only got a one-week turnaround. You know, typically the semifinals for the championship game, there's, there's nine or ten days. Uh, this year, the way the calendar fell, it was only one week. And I do think that those two or three days can, can be very important when you're talking about guys trying to get ready to play, if they're banged up, have an injury here or there. You know, the Dylan Johnson thing is interesting because he, he got hurt you know, very late in that Sugar Bowl game. Um, he's been dealing with a foot problem all season, and it's just kind of an unknown how well he's going to be able to play. Uh, you know, They say he's going to play and he's, he's going to be available, but how effective is he going to be? And you know, If Washington doesn't have him and they're not able to run the ball effectively, that, that really does make it a lot tougher for, for Penix and all those receivers to – uh, do what they need to do to score points. Can you explain to folks that are listening here on in New Zealand how big this championship game is? Well, it's it's big for a lot of reasons. I mean, one, you know, you're talking about the the championship of, of college football, uh, which which is always big. But second, uh, this is the last year of the the four team uh, playoff. Next year, they're expanding the playoff, and it's going to be twelve teams. Uh, so that's going to totally change the sport. You know, for people who aren't familiar, there's just been a lot of changes around college sports in, in the United States, uh, a lot of uh, changes with college football, a lot of teams changing the conference they play in. You know, next year, Washington and Michigan are going to be in the same conference. It's gonna be, um, you know, there's not going to be a, a conference based on the West Coast anymore. So it's, it's a little bit strange in that way, but it's also a big championship game because you don't have a team from the South. You know, typically, uh, and, and for the last nine years, you've had at least one team and sometimes two teams from the, from the Southeast region of the United States. I mean, this is a sport that's been dominated by, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, which is, which is located in South Carolina. 
those kinds of schools. You know, now you've got Michigan and, and Washington, Northern uh, schools, West Coast school. It's it's just a different type of championship game. But Michigan hasn't won a national championship since 1997. Washington hasn't won it since 1991. So somebody's going to break a very long drought, and I think it's going to be exciting to have kind of a new face in the sport like that. Do you think it's important that they go to a 12-team playoff, considering what happened with Florida this year, who were unbeaten and didn't even get in the in the, in the talking of, of being in the championship playoffs? Yeah. Well, I mean, this has been true as long as I've been following college football, which is it's hard to, to pick the right size for a playoff because, you know, with 12 teams, the reality is going to be that, you know, half those teams are not really going to have much of a chance to, to win it. Um, they're, they're going to be able to, to play in it and they're going to get their shot. But, you know, really every year there's, there's somewhere between, you know, two and, and probably six teams. Um, this year there were five. And it's very unfortunate what happened with, with Florida State. Uh, it was just very unusual. And any other year they, they would have been in. But the playoff had to expand for a lot of different reasons. Uh, the reason it ended up at 12 is, is, is it's, it's a political answer that would take a long time to explain to people if they're not familiar with it. But, you know, I would have preferred maybe going to eight, but they're going to 12, and um, it's probably good for the sport overall to give more teams a chance to participate in, 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 in the whole spectacle of it. Give me a less than political answer. Is this just all about money? <laughs> well, it's definitely just partly about money. Uh, they, they were leaving a lot of television money on the table by not expanding it sooner, um, you know, but, but basically, you know, they, they could have gone to eight, they could have gone to six, they could have added some more games, but, but the reason they went to 12 is, is basically that the conferences that, that are at the top, which is the Big Ten and the SEC, they, they wanted the opportunity to have more slots for, for their teams. And they would have the, the most opportunity to get teams in over other conferences like the Big 12 and the ACC. So um, I'd say in the future, there's probably going to be, you know, all the leagues are going to be represented, but there's definitely going to be a heavy tilt toward the SEC and the Big Ten. And they set it up that way. Okay, Dan, so you're picking Michigan, which is good. Just before you go, I just want to, uh, just a couple of quick words on the wild card weekend coming up in the NFL. And I've, I've asked this question before. I'm going to ask it for another guest to talk about the NFL. I cannot believe Jacksonville dropping the ball yesterday and giving Pittsburgh and Buffalo their playoff berths. <laughs> Crazy things happen, right? I mean, it's just, um, you know, you come down to the last weekend, there's always a lot of different scenarios. Uh, that's, that's, that's how the NFL has always been. Um, yeah, Jacksonville just toward the end of the season really, uh, they really let themselves down, I think, and, and it, it gave other people a chance. But, yeah, I can't really explain it. <laughs> All right, so who do you favor in, for Super Bowl this year and for, for, from what you've seen after 18 weeks of the regular season? Oh, wow, maybe too hard to call. I, I, yeah, I, I think all of these teams are, are flawed. You know, obviously Kansas City last year was, was the, the best team, but they seem a little bit off uh, this year. You know, um, boy, I, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, I, I would, you know, I, I think, gosh, you're, you're catching me sort of by surprise here. I, I haven't got a pick, and, and I think all the games in the NFL playoffs are, are going to be super close. Um, you know, Philly doesn't look like they're going to get it together. You know, maybe this is the Cowboys year. 
You know, the Cowboys have been pretty consistent. They've had a couple bad games here and there. But, um, you know, they've got a great defense, so maybe this is their year. I'm, I'm taking that because you just picked my team. So I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, can, can I just ask you one final thought? Where are you at the moment? I've heard sirens. I've heard people whooping and hollering. What's going on? Yeah, yeah well, I'm outside the stadium. Uh, when, when you guys called, I was uh, on the bus just pulling up. So I'm standing outside. There's a lot of fans coming in. It's, it's, it's windy. It's not a great weather day outside, but... They, they've got the roof closed for the uh, for the game in the, inside the stadium. So yeah, there's a lot of noise and commotion, but. Uh you know, it's it's nice to be able to talk to you guys from, you know, 5,000 miles away. Mate, I appreciate your time. Dan, welcome for USA Today. Enjoy the game and go blue. There you go. Thank you. All right, 10.42. How about that? Dan Walken out of USA Today outside NRG Stadium in Houston where the college football championship game is being played today between the Wolverines and the Huskies. You can watch that on the telly. Uh, 1.45 today on ESPN. So.